Hello, and welcome back to our Muggles and My Blood with me, Tad Wickman, and... It's me, Mona Musa. Hello. How you doing, guys? How you doing, Tavi? Oh, God. Life is rolling forward. It is now officially April. Things are getting warmer, which means hopefully we'll go outside and have a bit more freedom <laughs> from this fucking Funny pandemic. Joke. Funny joke. I know. <laughs> I mean, Brussels went to into a third lockdown by now, and it's spring, and the sun's outside, and everyone is stuck at home, and the police is everywhere. We can't even go to parks properly. So, yay. Mm-hmm. Gotta love life. Good stuff. So, <laughs> so <laughs> today we are going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 15, which is the Aragog Chapter. Mm-hmm. Bum, 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 bum. And Mona, you you're doing the the what is it? One minute recap now? Yeah, the one that I always mess up. I think I've only done good like once or twice so far. I just yeah. have so much to say. Well, I'm not gonna argue with that. Just, <laughs> just like the roast of Mona, let it begin. Um, okay, you've, you've got the timer on. I will have it set up in just a minute here. Three, two, one, go. So spring continues throughout Hogwarts and Harry cannot keep his mind off the terror inside the castle. Um, he, he thinks about Hagrid's advice and Dumbledore's help and loyalty, but he doesn't know what to do with Mallory. Um, in her biology class, Ernie McMillan apologizes for having Harry suspended after the attack on Hermione. And... Um, Ron and Harry are extremely annoyed after the joint events of Lockhart's accusation of Hagrid. So then they uh, decide to follow the spiders at that night using their invisibility cloak with Fang, obviously. Um, they spy a few spiders cutting up, uh, it's cutting deep into the forest away from the paths. And that's where they find uh, a gigantic uh, spider called Aragog. Um, who first dismisses Ron and Harry to be killed, but then speaks to them and complain and they and claims that he has been sent by Hagrid and learned the whole history of it. And but they realize that they're going to die at some point. Yeah. And the car saves them. And that's right. that's basically it. That was it. Uh, oh well, I tried. It's okay. You, you tried. You tried. So this week hasn't been my week. It's okay. <laughs> Came so, to look. Yeah. <laughs> So one thing that gets this chapter gets me to think about is like is like magical sentient beings. Like the car is, it, the car has gone feral. Yeah. How how okay. How how does the car? How did the car know that they were there? And how did it go and pick them up? Because I thought you know it's a magic spell and you bring the car to life, then you can use it. Well, I didn't. I didn't think the car, the car had a life. So I, so what I think it is is like. Mr. Weasley, he made the car be able to fly and go invisible, mm-hmm. right? That's what he did. Yeah. And in also, some strange way, that now means that the car is sentient. It's like, where does that, what is that like? Is it a question of like how much magic you get into the vehicle? Like, is it just like, if you put too, too much magic into something, it'll just get its own consciousness. 
like Hogwarts, for example? That's a, how can you give something too much magic that would gain its own consciousness? Like, I don't think that would be possible. Like too much magical essence that doesn't. Yeah, but is there such thing as too much magic? Yes and no. And um, also, what was the car doing in the Forbidden Forest? Just ro- roaming around, being. Why? I don't know. Why? Why isn't it back with the Weasleys? Because it just drove off after it left Ron and Harry in the yard. Yeah, but it could have went back to the Weasleys where it belongs. It could have, but like I, I think it literally went feral. Like it, it literally turned wild. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. They were like, "This is, I guess." But I mean, it went feral, and then it saved them as well. So. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm kind of thinking that like. So magic with a purpose, fine. But like if you're just like feeding straight magic into something without like an actual spell, like yeah. if like you know how like Dumbledore talks in like book six about like this place is known magic, right? Like when he's going to pick up the locket. Um from that. Do, th- do you think I'll remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> so like in, in book six, we have like we have Harry and Dumbledore picking up the locket from where Dumbled from Voldemort hit it, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This, I know this is a place because this place is known magic. Oh, because magic leaves a trace. Oh, I, I guess this is by like the evidence we have from this. Like, we we have to assume that there is some kind of magical trace, right? I'm not convinced, but sure." And if something has so much magic in it that you can't, like, like, it's that's not being used, that will, like, feed into it becoming a sentient being, maybe, which could like, explain why the Hogwarts sorting hat or Hogwarts or, in this case, um, Arthur Weasley's Ford Anglia is how it is. Possibly. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not it's not I'm not really convinced about that. I'm sorry. Usually I agree, but like I I'm I'm kind of a like a loss. Like I I don't <laughs> know exact I can't understand why why we'd have like how because like the spells Arthur Weasley put on it would would have been to turn it invisible and to make it be able to fly. Yeah. And most likely never run out of gas because he would move. Why would it? Well, actually, I, I wondered would Arthur Weasley find the fact that it runs on gas entertaining or, or annoying? That would be entertaining. But like, would he be like annoyed that it has to go buy gas? Or, or would he be like, oh my God, I have to go buy gas? gas now yeah like he, he he finally gets to do that one mongol thing where he fills up his car with gas <laughs> like he would he would be he's like how do i do this can, yeah. can you please help me um like, oh jolly i'm gonna go and fill up my car with gas can you can you imagine being the like gas station attendant that like has to deal with like, a 40 year old man 50 year old man that does not understand how to use gas stations well i mean there's probably a magic spell to kind of get things done 
and get the get the thingy in the car for him. Sure, if he knows where to where to put things. Well, I mean, the magic spell can can figure it out. But he can't do magic in front of muggles. Yeah, but it's it's Arthur Weasley. I mean, he works for the Ministry of Magic. True, but I I also think that like he would he would want to have like the experience of actually doing it. Then he'll learn. He'll actually ask. Yeah. He the the muggles and be like, "How do I do this?" And yeah, basically, you know, imagine being that muggle, being like, you know, it's like fifty year old guy, like I don't know how to, how to fill up the gas in my car. Can you show me? I would be extremely concerned for them. I but would then, be like, what prank show am I on? But then, like, looking at Arthur Weasley, you're kind of like, huh, okay, yeah, m- makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I, um, when I talked to um, Jack Barsky, the, the KGB agent, yeah, a, a while ago for the other podcast, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when he went back to Germany the first time after being 19 years in the States, right? Mm. Actually, no, he didn't even go back then. He was 19 years in the States. And then I think he returned to Germany like 2008, 9, 10, give or take, right? Yeah. So he hadn't been to Germany since 1976. Okay. And that was East Germany. That was pre-Soviet. Like, that was, he was East Germany, KGB spy. He was... And then he goes to like... Now, the like Deutschland, right? He goes to Germany, mm-hmm. the modern European country, and he's like in accentless, perfect German. He goes, and he just notices, I don't know how to deal with this, the um, the gas station. <laughs> he can't do it. He's like, so he's like, an, he's like a 67 year old guy here when he's like when they're filming or like when he's um in in Germany. Yeah, asking this like teenage gas station attendant in unaccented German, how 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 do I do this? <laughs> and she's like, "It's self serve. You just blip your card." <laughs> anyway, I mean, um, like I I imagine being like that for Arthur Weasley as well. To, to be to be fair. Every single time I move to a new country, you know, there's there's that one thing that's always different. Exactly. So, so you know, you, you just stand back or sit back, observe, and follow what they do, and you'll figure it out. Yeah, but I think the, the difference is like that Arthur Weasley would be like a, sounds like a regular English guy, right? And he's obviously going to have a yeah. quirky uh, outfit um. yeah but but it, it's arthur weasley that like his quirkiness makes up makes it up for it so nobody would be like yeah he'd, he'd fit in perfectly well where i grew up in canada exactly in a in, little in little hippie town um exactly in the mountains you know where everyone's smoking weed oh my god what that must be it what Wizards gravitate to, to hippie towns. <laughs> like, like, why not? Like, if if you have a town like Nelson, BC, um, you guys can go Google it. It's literally been mentioned in the New York Times for being like a hippie enclave. It's Oof. a bunch of draft dodgers, old miners, and pot smokers, and ski bums. That's basically what the town is. 
I grew up there, I would know. Wait, ski what? Ski bums. But what does what does that mean? People that go skiing all the time and can't do anything else. Oh. Yeah, ski bums. Um, okay, like, I'm not, I don't know what like, I was expecting. Place like that where like people on the regular have big beards and wear tie dye um, shit everywhere and like massive hats. I want to. I would. I would. I wouldn't mind going to a place like that for a couple of weeks, and like just to like, like shut, like shut off everything. Go there for a couple of weeks. Do whatever I want, and then like come yeah. back a whole new, like a refreshed new person. So I'm kind of thinking that like that that would be like a good spot for wizards to like you know have like their semi, semi open lives like that. I'm sure that's like that kind of village that like Godot Hollow is, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a bit of a hippie spot, you know, 1960s, never really stopped. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, things that have improved since the 60s, I guess, for the wizards. <laughs> um, uh, we've gotten a little bit sidetracked here. I mean, that that's no surprise. It's like... Uh, we we need to get like sidetracked at least once every episode, otherwise it wouldn't be of muggles and mudbloods, you know. Yeah. So another another thing I want to mention here, uh, I think we should take up is is like the existence of like a wizarding uh, black market, and who who the fuck sold Hagrid an Aramantula egg? Well. Like what so, asshole sells a thirteen or like yeah thirteen year old a giant spider egg? Okay, because it's Hagrid, he's a giant, so he probably looked a lot older and a lot bigger as a thirteen year old. So he probably would have gotten away with so much shit. Yeah. He, oh, that there is some advantage to that. That isn't exactly. there. Like being, like, being like six foot five at the age of thirteen. Yeah, I mean, but he I'm, wouldn't have had a beard. He didn't have a beard. Yeah, but he he still would have his voice and like he can like behave like an old. I'm I'm 23 and I lo- always look like a 16 year old. I wish I could be like Hagrid getting away with shit at 13. Yeah, mom is a shorty. Yeah, I, I'm short. I always have bright colored hair and I don't behave like my age. That's how well, it is. That, this is this is this is known. Yeah, this it's is the way. <laughs> it's, it's the only way. It's, it's my coping mechanism. No, I'm kidding. No. For the fucked up world we live in. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, Jesus, don't even get me started. But like, uh, what is this with like with like Hagrid buying random creatures and eggs from people he doesn't know? Because it's it's something that he's passionate about, and it. I mean, it's Hagrid. He he's the one who always has like the weirdest creatures, and like he wants to like raise them as his own kids <laughs> yeah that that's that's true um and it's, and it's really fun like imagine just all of a sudden getting a, a a rare special creature and be like oh damn i didn't know it was that but hey it was worth the gamble yeah because that's, that's true because then like okay but hear me what if Hagrid didn't get the egg in the black market what if like someone gave it to him what if he found it somewhere 
there's like went in the forbidden forest like here's an egg i'm just gonna take that to be fair he would do that wouldn't he he's like this looks like a cool egg it's huge i'm gonna see what comes out of it yeah just like a little <laughs> a little kinder surprise once that hatches oh my like you know surprise surprise you've got a, a giant gig- talking spider yeah exactly you've great got a gigantic idea, spider um great fucking idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah totally makes sense totally <laughs> <laughs> otherwise i was i, ha- I had the, the idea of like what if he he had or used or borrowed like an invisibility cloak and managed to get it get the egg from somewhere yeah, and why didn't he just like share it with the care for magical creatures teacher in third year because he was third year? Well, yeah, but it's probably something that's forbidden or not allowed or something that like yeah, yeah I would needed to give up. Yeah, he doesn't like giving up his his pets, does he? Yeah, yeah he's it's so sad. Record. Yeah, poor Norberto. Norbert. Norbert the dragon. It was a girl. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, he fucked. Is like, why is he teaching care of magical creatures? He can't tell the dragon's gender. Yep. Hagrid. But I mean, who would care about the dragon? It's a dragon, for God's sakes. Like, I would care about the fact that I have a dragon rather than its gender. True. I'll just, I think it was I'll just give them theory. a gender gender neutral name. Easy. Alex the dragon. No, I I know way too many Alexes now. Um, uh, I know. No, th- no, thank you. Um, uh, I'll I'll just I'll just shut up. No. <laughs> Move, moving on, <laughs> please. <laughs> but yeah, or you know, Hagrid being Hagrid just got up from the black market. There's so many options. Hey, that's and, how he got and, fluffy as well. And like to be honest, like all of them are not a surprise. It's like, yeah, everything's possible when it comes to Hagrid. Yeah. Like so I'm I'm kind of thinking like, okay, to have a black market, you also need to have a certain size population, right? Yeah. You can't have a th- three thousand people have a black market. Everyone's gonna know about it. I mean Yes and no, because, like, I mean, everyone knows, like, there is a black market somewhere, even in the Muggles world, but, like, people can be secretive. Yeah. They can just literally shut their mouths and not talk about it and go on with our, their daily lives. See, but Hagrid can't. Hagrid Why? can't keep it. I should not have said um, that. I should not have said that. Yeah, right. <laughs> The, the thing with Fluffy is... Yeah. <laughs> just play him some music. <laughs> oh, and he goes right to sleep. Like, oh my god. Hagrid, I wish I could be like that. Cool. I, I wish like someone could just play me music and I'll fall asleep instantly. That, yeah, that sounds so very nice. inconvenient, to be honest. I mean, yeah, but I, I just <laughs> want to sleep. So tired. I mean, I've I've had actually someone play me music before. That was that was really nice. Like a whole cello and all. I got dressed up, like looked all nice and fancy, and the guy got all dressed up all nice and literally sorry, serenading me. 
What kind of date was this? It wasn't a date. Wasn't a date, okay. It was just yeah, one of those things. Or or did he think it was a date and you were just unaware? Oh no, no, no. It was it was just something. Like it was just a random thing. We were like, okay, let's do it for the experience. So conclusion here, Mona can't tell what what isn't isn't a date. Can no see if 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 Sorry. someone ex, explicitly explicitly mentions that it's a date, then it's a date. If it's not, then it's not. I'm like I'm that kind of person. But then it also it takes me so much time to figure out that someone else likes me. And there are so many times where they would either kiss me to 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 show that they like me, or they would tell me, and I'm like, oh, oh. I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> Oi. So Mona just straight up oblivious. Yeah. Standard. Um, the usual. But I'd like to blame on my ADHD now because that's that's an ADHD thing. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we round off, I want to mention something that's pretty cool. And I like the fact that like when it comes to basilisks, like they like spiders and other creatures don't mention their name like that's that's pretty fucking um intense to be honest giving it giving it like giving it a name like they won't call it by anything right like they'll just like keep it like be secret about it like we won't even mention it One other thing, though, there, there are other weaknesses to basilisks, and we're going to get into this in, in the next episode we talk about a bit more, but another one of the basilisk weaknesses is the odor of the weasel. Odor of the weasel? Yeah, weasel's odor, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is according to Pliny the Elder, Elder in Naturalis, Naturalis Historia. So I don't get how, like, it would have taken Ginny Weasley, because she obviously has this, the odor of the weasel to her. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, going mm. all in on this weird thing. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there are some depictions of the, the basilisk with legs. Yeah. Basically, it's a massive dragon. Um but we're going to get into this a bit more later on. Yep. Should be a good idea. An interesting chapter. Ooh. Oh, saucy things. <laughs> Next week for whoop, whoop. the 16th chapter of Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets. I swear which... to God, if you mess the chapter number again, one more time, Tavi. One more time. You have no leg to stand on. <laughs> but you do you have two, whether too short. <laughs> Very and funny. the chapter name is The Chamber of Secrets. So we'll <laughs> finally at the book's namesake, which is fantastic. So see you all then. Bye. Bye.